Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 14th of December. The US Federal Reserve left interest rates unchanged. However, bond and equity markets have reacted positively to signals that the economists may now be taking charge of policy. The fabled dot plot forecasts signalled that the Federal Reserve is now changing its position to bring it into line with that of UBS Global Wealth Management, and FOMC members are therefore looking for three rate cuts in 2024. This, it should be noted, is not really an easing of policy. Three rate cuts will keep interest rates in inflation-adjusted terms more or less stable over the course of next year, as inflation continues to fall. Quantitative policy is still going to be tightening, and regulatory policy may well tighten in the wake of the failure of Silicon Valley Bank earlier this year. The dot plot should also not be taken as a reliable forecast. Nonetheless, the peak of interest rates in the States has been made clear, and there's a hint of an acknowledgement that the relentless chant of hike, hike, hike might have been a mistake. This then sets us up for the rush of central bank meetings taking place today, with the Bank of England and the European Central Bank at the fore. The Fed does present something of a dilemma to the European Central Bank, where the creaking of the decision-making process is often audible. Does the ECB have the agility, or indeed the leadership, to be able to nimbly adjust to changing circumstances? The beginning of the end of profit-led inflation in the euro area has already brought euro area consumer prices what most economists would consider to be the target. Realistically, if you have a 2% target, anything between 1% and 3% should be considered on target. But ECB President Lagarde's many, many, many comments on random things have included the idea of no rate cuts for the first half of next year. That seems implausible, especially if the ECB follows the lead of the Fed, as they probably will. The ECB forecast, which from economists, not the governing council, may help to set the tone. The Bank of England has a different dilemma. The Monetary Policy Committee may well be divided over policy because that is the nature of the Bank of England's Monetary Policy Committee. The UK's inflation currently overstates price reality. The dual pricing structure of supermarkets is not recognised in the consumer price inflation calculations. But there will be a positive impulse to inflation in the new year as the weirdness of UK energy pricing kicks in. The Bank of England also has to contend with a somewhat uncertain political calendar. There is an election due next year, but the precise timing of this is at the whim of the current Prime Minister, or potentially at the whim of rebellious backbench Conservative members of Parliament. It is possible the Prime Minister decides that the best, or least worst, strategy is to go for a spring election rather than to wait for the end of the year. If that were to be the case, then the Bank of England may want want to wait to see what the next government does with policy before moving on interest rates. So an early second quarter cut would then have to be delayed. The Bank of England governor is unlikely to be too explicit about this. Economists don't want to get dragged down into the murky world of politics, but it's a relevant consideration for the markets. On the data calendar, there are US retail sales numbers, which do include restaurant spending, falling under the category of having fun. Restaurant spending is not often included in other economies' retail sales. 
The rule, never go short the hedonism of the US consumer, still applies, but that hedonism is directed more towards having fun than buying stuff these days. Hence the record number of flights over the Thanksgiving weekend, spending which will not be included in this data. The purchase of overpriced oat milk mocha lattes from airport vendors will, however, make it into today's numbers. Middle-income consumers still have spending firepower and some ability to tweak their monthly savings rate, and that is likely to offer general support to the broader idea of consumer spending. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment, UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.